Popcorn Heist is an interactive community of pop culture lovers that spans multiple mediums. We dive deep into TV shows and movies of the past, present, and future to bring you the hottest takes and the coldest truths. Do you have what it takes? Join the heist. Hey everyone, welcome back to Popcorn Heist, the podcast. I'm Jake. I'm Nick. Welcome back. Welcome back, heisties, colonels. Oh my god. Hot friends. <laughs> We're here to talk about another movie. Uh, it is not summer. It's long past summer movie time. Uh, it's winter it movie time now. <laughs> you got you, you to gotta be real thick to, not, to think it's still summer right now. But <laughs> we're still continuing the summer movie card, report card, and reviewing movies. And today we're back on Disney. We're back on our Disney grind. Yep. And honestly, we haven't rated a movie in a little bit. Um, I feel like Spider-Man was probably our last one. Yeah. So excited to, to use the Popcorn Heist report card again. I feel like we've been talking about shows a lot. Um, excited. Shows. And we got a lot of Marvel, DC, um, Star Wars content coming up. So I feel like breaking it up from some superhero stuff with it. some little lighthearted topics is it's nice every once in a while. Yep, I'm excited. And for those of you joining us for the first time today, Popcorn Heist is a brand that Jake and I started to share movie and TV content made by hard- hardcore fans. Uh, Popcorn Heist, the podcast, is where we can nerd out about franchises like Marvel, Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Avatar, and in this case, Disney, uh, from our own unique point of view. We release episodes on Thursdays, and if you like an episode, definitely follow us and give us a review on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening on because it really helps us grow. Uh, we would be remiss if we didn't also mention the other podcast on our network, A Simp's Guide to the MCU, where the relationships, romances, and bromances of the Marvel Cinematic Universe are discussed with Alyssa and Kelly. And if you want more pop culture content in general, like blog posts, rankings, polls, you name it, follow us at Popcorn Heist on Instagram and, and every social media, TikTok too, mm-hmm. uh, or go to popcornheist.com, which is kind of like the repository for everything we do, but we're on lots of different platforms. So we're, find us, Popcorn Heist, follow us, review us, like us, everything. <laughs> please please do anything and everything you can associated with Popcorn Heist. <laughs> um, yeah, speaking of TikTok, actually, after you guys listen to the, I'll probably mention it throughout this episode, but I came up with a really nice theory on my own. I like was thinking about Encanto. I was watching it and then thinking about it for a really long time. And... I, don't, I guess I'll start off uh, before we get into the quote and the main topic and just saying that this was a Disney movie that I kind of had to think about for a little bit before I realized why I really liked it. And if you're interested in that theory, go watch it on TikTok, but I'll probably mention it in this episode. Um, regardless, maybe we should just get right into it, Nick. Do you want to just go for the quote? Yeah, let's do it. Let's see. Pull it up. Take it away, Jake. So the quote of the episode is from the main character, Mirabelle Montregal. And she says, sometimes family weirdos just get a bad rap. Truth. (laughs) Coming from a family weirdo, truth. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think you're considered the family weirdo? No. I can't. No, I think think my family's full of weirdos. So I think I'm one of the family weirdos. Um, My family has a running list of like who's craziest in the family. And I haven't really been on it. So I guess I'm not the family weirdo. 
<laughs> not, not a list of the the most sane and insane people. <laughs> no, um, we all got we all got weirdos in the family, but we love to love them. They're part of the family, you know. Yeah. And that's a big part of of this movie. Um, like I said, I mean, first let's get the, the let's talk about the elephant in the room. Encanto came out months ago. Um, but we've, <laughs> we've just had so much uh, Star Wars and Marvel and nerdy content to talk about. But uh, you know, we still like our Disney movies, especially uh myself so felt like this one was i I had a lot to say about this one yeah yeah Uh, should we talk about a quick spoiler free to start off and then get into spoilers after we like give our first initial thoughts what do you think i guess well let's start off with a blanket statement in general for this episode Mm -hmm. spoiler warning for Encanto. if you don't want uh the plot details spoiled for you um it's not really i some sometimes i i feel like it's interesting to say that like i wonder if like I wonder if I really would care about spoilers of a Disney movie because it's not like a those nerdy franchises where you're like I don't want to know if there's like a cameo or something or like yeah I still think you can spoil like the ending like how how the I was wondering this whole movie how it's going to end so if you know exactly how it ends then it might make you enjoy it less mm-hmm. um I think really the question of this movie is like who ends up with powers at the end I feel like like that could spoil the whole movie for you if you kind of know how that's going to play out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think you could spoil it. It's not like you, it's harder to spoil in one sentence. You have to like take. Definitely. That's true. And I, I now that I think about it, I feel like I'm generally like annoyed if any movie or show is spoiled for me, even if it's not like a nerdy thing, just because you're right. It does affect the viewing experience. But regardless, spoilers for Encanto. Um, so music done by Lin-Manuel Miranda, um, focusing on Colombian heritage. I mean, they just came out, um, the most recent uh, movie that focused on, uh, a Latinx heritage was like Coco, but that was Pixar. So this is kind of like a first, um, for Disney animation studios. Cause this wasn't a Pixar movie. Um, and yeah, I don't know the just from the previews and before this came out, I really didn't know what it was going to be about, and I feel like there wasn't a lot of marketing surrounding it, so I kind of was in the dark for, on this one. Would you? Do you feel like the same? I was very, I was, I was pretty much in the dark. I think uh, I knew it was about family, and actually, uh, I was on a meeting at work, and they were talking about like expectations and meeting expectations, and someone actually brought this movie up as like a. Um, it kind of like turns expectations on its head and, and things like that. So I knew it was like about um, feeling like you have to meet expectations. I knew it was about family. Um, I wasn't sure what the overall like p- plot slash issue of the movie was, but I definitely knew some of the main themes just from hearing you and, and uh, some other people talk about it. And everyone liked it a lot. So I was expecting to love it. Um, I did. I liked it. I think you liked it probably a little bit more than me. Um, I know we talked about it briefly. Um, I liked it a lot. I felt it was engaging and I'm happy it like wasn't some over the top adventure that like I liked that it was kind of all grounded in like one house, one little town. Um, I thought that was nice. I kind of expected it to move away from the one town or one house, but I'm happy that it was all circled in one like family setting. Um, big family setting clearly and i don't know it was it was good i liked it (laughs) It (laughs) i'll go back to like i guess 
yeah, this you're completely right. Like this is like turning expectations on its head and it really was so different. That's why I liked it so much. I'll say that it was so different than other Disney movies. And I think that was a little shocking when I first watched it. Like I kind of was in the dark, didn't really know what to expect. And it kind of just like got to its ending. And if you're expecting like a big romping, rollicking Disney adventure, you're not going to get that really in this movie, but it's just in a very positioned in a very different way. Um, I, for, just from the premise alone, I was like, this doesn't sound particularly unique. Like it's kind of like a magic house gives a family magic powers. It was like, okay, how many movies are we going to get about magic and like magical things and stuff? Like, I don't know. I guess I couldn't really grasp on like what spin they were going to put on it, but end up for the end all be all. Like, I feel like they did it in such a unique way. Like it wasn't a romping rollicking adventure where, like a main character is like the chosen figure who goes on an adventure to find like, and has a quippy best friend and stuff. It was like one main character without like a quippy best friend or quippy animal. And it all took place in one location in that casita, their magic house, uh, the, the family, the Madrigals, which I thought was super cool. Yeah. I, I think that, that, um, that was one thing that I, I think it's the reason it may not have like lived up to some of the other Disney movies I've seen. Cause I kind of like that like villain and like the frolicking adventure at times. Um, but I think for the point they were trying to get across, it definitely made the most sense. Like they were definitely trying to take that family dynamic and like analyze it, which I feel like you had to do all in one hat, like one town with, and like, working with each relationship within the family, which I thought was really nice too. Um, and like taking, it, it, it really was very unique. So I think I, I want I did enjoy that, but I do think it was hard for it to, to like really land as hard as some of the other, other Disney movies for me in a different way, if that makes sense. Did it shock you? Like where you, did you have like a bad, like bad aftertaste when it finished or were you no like- i didn't have a bad aftertaste i think in the by the middle of the movie i kind of figured that was going to happen because they lay, they didn't really like lay out a villain or, or like a magical place she has to find mm-hmm. um so once you like found bruno in the house i was like okay they're staying here or like they're staying right around here most of the time um so i i don't think it left a bad taste in my mouth i think it just w- was hard to live up to some of the other movies because it didn't have that aspect of it but it if it did have that aspect of it, it also would have taken away from the themes it was trying to get across. Yeah. So I respect that it didn't, but I don't know if it was as enjoyable to me because it did it. You know what I mean? I, I get what you mean. I, I definitely liked it for that difference though. And I was like, I really like that they stuck to their guns and, and like mm-hmm. made the movie. Oh, I like that they stuck to their guns too. Yeah. And like you said, like I like how mirabelle as she's trying to figure out like what the problem is with the magic in the house that it's almost like you kind of get like a little vignette like a one-on-one with her and each member of the family which is like pretty cool it's like tiny little episodes and then it all comes together in the end which i thought was pretty cool i like that too i think those were some of the better moments when she gets like the one-on-ones i kind of wish she had the one-on-one with more people in the family though i felt like she got it with both of her sisters um she got it with bruno but i don't and she got it with the grandma but she didn't really get it with her parents she didn't really get it with her cousin she didn't really get it with her aunt um i don't feel like they i thought that they were like gonna devote a song to each 
member of the family, which probably would have been a lot of that would singing have been a and, lot. <laughs> and stuff. But I wish they I wish they went into more of her relationship with like the cousin who could hear everything and, and the parents. Uh, they definitely focused the most on the sisters and the, and the grandma. Um, and I also loved, um, was it Antonio, his name? The little cousin? The little cousin, yeah. Loved him. I wish I got more of him. He's so cute. But I guess they start off on like a good foot. Yeah. That was, was so really, cute. that was really sweet how he was like, I need you. Like, yeah, when he was, was going so to get his cute. gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved it. I, I, I can't I, believe they like just left her in the, I guess she doesn't get her own, like the castle didn't give her her own room, but I can't believe they just like left her in the nursery. I think that's kind of on the casita, to be honest. <laughs> You're like, screw you. You're not getting your own room. You're just going to stay in the nursery. Like, but I don't know. I, I guess with the cousin thing, why it's, they didn't give her those moments, I kind of get the feeling that maybe um the abuela like instilled that in the family that like she was a disappointment and like she wasn't as close to her cousins because of that like maybe she she was obviously close with her sisters because she grew up with them maybe but i don't know i wish they gave her some moments with the cousins yeah i I I feel like the i feel like the cousin who could hear everything really didn't do all that much in the movie she got service though in in the in the end like she got the boy because she ended up with a guy well, yeah, that's like, like what that it, wasn't it wasn't necessary plot point. It wasn't an I don't know. I, I disagree. I feel like she was always the quiet one. So that's another part like of the grandma's toxicity is like Isabella was always framed as like the beautiful one. So like, oh, she's the clear one that needs to get the boyfriend. Mm. Whereas like the quiet one who was the one who was actually in love with him. Yeah, like, couldn't get it. I didn't think of that the, point. The only one that like was shortchanged completely was Camilo, the shapeshifter. I feel like he had like nothing. Oh, he had nothing to do. Yeah. And at times it was hard to fit. They also, in the song where she's going through all them, they go through his, the I had to like go back and listen to what his power was because they literally say his power in one second and just skip. The first, yeah, the first song was like a yeah. lot. It's a, it's a lot. I was like, oh, this is happening really fast. Yeah. And, and that specific cousin, they like literally threw in like a, a few words and then just skipped and like you know, showed him real quick. You know who has high key, the best power is the mom who can heal people with food. That's an insane, yeah. that's a, Op. Well, I don't know. They all have. Honestly, I think Antonio has a really cool power too. The talking with animals. Yeah. yeah. The hearing everyone is the worst power. Oh, I, would I would, want that. I would say Bruno might have the worst power. Yeah, Bruno. Bruno has to do all this stuff to use his power too. It's kind of annoying. Yeah. Like you just seem like you're more of like a Snape potions master than actually having powers. Also, you know what I mean, also the worst room too. It's literally like you climb far the worst thousand room. steps to get to your bedroom. Like, By far the worst room. <laughs> but that was again. That was going back to like why the setting was so cool. Is like it felt like you were going on a rollicking adventure because the house, it was yeah. magical and like all these different landscapes. Like um, I keep forgetting the little cousin's name, Julio. Julio, right? What did we say? Is the little cousin Antonio? Antonio. I think. I, I think it's Antonio. It, it definitely is Antonio. Yeah, like he had like the jungle scape. And so Bruno cool. Had the stand. Even Isabella's room, like when she had her song, when she was experimenting with her powers, was like super cool. Yeah. By yeah. the way, I I talk about it every time we talk about a Disney movie, but the animation just keeps getting better. Like it was. It really, really is. It was really cool. You felt like when, they, especially their rooms. Their rooms were awesome. Yeah. You felt like, oof, this. There, you're right. It was like a frolicking adventure within one house. Yeah, for real. Um, yeah, I like. Did I wouldn't say I was blindsided by the whole 
reveal that like all right this is going to stay in one place and like there's not really a clear villain but that's why i kind of like it's like i sat on it and i thought about those details and i was like oh you can really like see how this affected the entire family like the abuelas like and you re you really i feel like they didn't really develop the reason why she's i guess what, what do you think do you, do you think they developed the reason why she became like so toxic and like obsessed with the magic no like, i was kind of expecting it to have something to do with the way she lost her um like the uh, i guess her husband right he was yeah. her husband I think I think it had I thought it was going to have something to do with that but it didn't I feel like it didn't really like the when they show what happened at the end it like do, didn't I thought there was going to be like a big reveal and there kind of wasn't. Yeah, I didn't really get the butterfly thing that like um, led her to the spot where she lost her her husband. Like I I get it but I I don't get it at the same time. Yeah, I don't think it like was effective for me and like did the like i don't I, the i i kind of like forget like what was even the reveal from when they show what happened when she got the candle like it she just it just shows what happened it doesn't really give you any more context i feel like i think the candle is what finally drove the the colonizers away that were like killing killing them mm. right there wasn't i guess like, but is that much, that much of a reveal not really i think it, I, I don't think and was, why does that make her so toxic i guess I guess I think a part of it is like she didn't want to lose her family like she lost her husband. I don't know. She's the worst though. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's toxic because she exp she only hyper-focused on like the flaws and like the bad things about each one of them. And like they were so focused on like they were the sole providers of that community. Like the community like couldn't function without yeah. them. Like they would complain. And I think there's at one point where they like complain or like they like get pissed off that the magic isn't working anymore. Like – to feel that pressure that like Isabella like only had to make things that were like pretty and she couldn't like experiment with her powers or like Louisa like had to do e every single brunt work like thing in the community and she wasn't allowed to like take a chill pill once in a while. Yeah. You know, and also it's kind of, it's very low key. I saw this online, but isn't it, it's weird how all the cousins are like, I guess we're supposed to assume Mirabelle's what, like 18, 19 or something like that. Antonio's like what, five? That's when you get your gift in in the custody. I don't time? know. Like I, he might be like seven at most. His mom is old, like fifth. Like you don't have a kid when you're that old. Like, do you think like it's kind of implied that like when Mirabelle didn't get a gift, that Abuela like freaked out that the house wasn't giving gifts anymore and like pressured Peppa the 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 mom to have another kid at like 50 years old oh i don't know if they've thought that out i don't know if they thought that but it's like a tiny detail where you, it makes you think like that's weird like i think they specifically mentioned in the movie that she's like 50 years old hmm i never i didn't think about that even honestly i didn't i didn't put that together yeah um keep going you go no and i'm just saying like you you were asking like why is she so toxic? I just feel like she was very controlling and like dismissive of Mirabelle when, and especially with Bruno too. Like, that's just his power. Like, you 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 view everything. Yeah, they were all mean to Bruno. You view everything as a curse, but like, it's all about like perspective. The way you view the way he was giving that information. Yeah, they treated Bruno terribly. I love Bruno. <laughs> I love Bruno too. The, um. 
the but yeah, I I like I do like that the the pressure from the family affected each of them differently, which is why I kind of wish they went into more of um, Mirabelle's relationship with each of them, or like not not necessarily a relationship with each of them, but I really liked the scene when she's talking to um, what's her sister's name, the strong one, Louisa. Louisa, I really like that scene because it like gave an interesting perspective about like what pressure can do to you and like and then also they show it from a different perspective when she's talking to her other sister i can't remember any of their names the the flower girl yeah miss flower is flower (laughs) (laughs) um like it, it affected them each differently i kind of was liking that i kind of thought the whole movie was going to kind of be that like exploring how each of that each of the ones with powers were just as um like kind of messed up from the way they were treated as Mirabelle, but in a different way, which is why I kind of wish we got more of that. I think that that's implied though. Like, I think it mainly mattered. Like it was much more overt with, uh, Isabella and Louisa and it's implied with, um, for the life of me, I can't remember. Oh, Dolores is the one that can hear. Um, yeah, but it didn't show it with the mom or the aunt and it didn't show it with shapeshifter got no screen time. Um, Antonio, I guess, was too young to really be affected by it. But I don't know. I just, I like that. I thought, I kind of wish that was the theme they went for, like how this affected each of, each of the family members with powers as much as it affected Mirabelle, who didn't have powers. Yeah. But, but it, it manifested itself in a different way. Well, do you think, and I like that, they, I think they did that theme, but it, I kind of wish they went more in with the other characters. That would have been cool. They gave the sisters their full songs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well the aunt too the one who could change the weather like clearly has some has some shit going on like yeah where the, she was pressured to keep it sunny every single day where let's be honest you're supposed to and take I think she, should have got, she they did start going into it with her but she didn't they didn't like keep going with it i feel like they did i like uh, in the end she's like fun and free that she's making it hail and stuff which you're supposed to take care of the community. That's very impractical to make it sunny every single day of the year. You need to make yeah, those crops grow. That's well, they got the flower girl. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a, an ongoing drought. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the Camilo, the shapeshifter probably like he seemed the least affected by everything. Um, yeah. And I'm wondering like, maybe they weren't as she wasn't as uptight about it until like Bruno like what left. And even then she was like, oh, it's fine. The thing that really like made her super toxic was when Mirabelle didn't get a gift because she was like, oh, crap. Like the magic is actually just like leaving our family. Like, so I'm wondering, like, maybe it wasn't as toxic for her mother, which is why we didn't get that perspective. Like it was it was all the ones I think But the fact that you're expected to serve, like to provide for the entire community. Um it's going to have its effects on each person in a different way. I just, I just wish they went into it more. Like, cause, cause the whole theme, you're wondering if Mirabelle is going to get powers eventually, why she didn't get powers, how badly she was treated and how it affected her. And like, it was nice to start seeing how the situation was also affecting everyone else. I could agree. I, I maybe now that you say it, like maybe the mother would have been cool to get something out of, cause that is a lot to provide food for literally every sick person <laughs> in your community. <laughs> But um, no, what I what I really liked also is, well, I liked that there wasn't, even though we love our Disney villains, like Hades, Scar, like all the classics, um, 
I do like that there it wasn't really a clear villain. That the more the villain was like these ideologies and like toxic toxicity and like family pressure and nepotism and things like that. Thought that was really cool and just different. I I don't know. I like I, I like when they go for something different. I, I liked they, it too. Stick to it. I did not like it. I think it would made the most sense for this movie, but. I like a final battle too. <laughs> um, yeah. What I what I was gonna say is, um, so Mirabelle doesn't. It's, I guess we can give the spoilers that Mirabelle doesn't get a gift in the end. Loved and that. If she got a gift, I would have hated it. So many people were like, "Oh, she should have received a gift." Like that. No. What's the point? No, the whole and the whole point was she was the best one without a gift that and the whole point is that her it's basically she like kind of it's not a real gift like it's not a power or anything but her gift or her calling her destiny whatever you want to call it is that she's like the new matriarch of the family if you think about abuela is also one of the other family members that doesn't have powers she's she doesn't have powers right she doesn't okay they don't really say it specifically. Yeah, she doesn't have powers. Like they don't show her have powers, but they don't say she doesn't have powers. Yeah, they don't. They don't explain it. Um, yeah. But Mirabelle is implied to be the new matriarch and really the only person who was able who was able to mend their family back together. That's like her. I don't know if she's a new matriarch. She's like well, the young one. She's the youngest woman in the family. No, but like eventually, like she's gonna take over as like mm. the overseer and like. And she was the one. Maybe they could have killed Abuela and had her be the matriarch. <laughs> but here's the here's the, the way I thought about it is so a lot of people were upset that Mirabelle didn't get um didn't get a gift at the end. And this is what I explained on TikTok was what I realized is that if you want as you're watching the movie, every time one of them has a ceremony for their gifts, it's unlocked through the doorknob specifically. Like they all walk up to their door and the candle is what gives them the magic, mm-hmm. but the door doesn't form and they don't get their power until they touch the doorknob with their first initial on it. Each one of them has their first initials on it Mm. in the end of the movie. They, and Mirabelle doesn't have a door. She lives in the nursery. She's her picture isn't on any of the doors, even though Abuela Mm. like doesn't have powers and she has her own door with her picture on it. They rebuild the house in the end and they all come together and they're like, here's the final piece. Mirabelle, you put it in. You're the one that saved this family. And it has an M on it, which is for their last name, Madrigal, but also M for Mirabelle. And the house returns, the magic returns to the house when Mirabelle touches the doorknob. All of their silhouettes appear on the door and Mirabelle is front and center in in the family uh, picture on the front doors of the house. So I think that that was their like symbolism of saying like, this is why we didn't give Mirabelle a power. This is her true gift. Is like she, I agree with that. She mended and keeps this family together. I agree with that. I think it would have been like a bad message if she got a gift <laughs> i think that would have been a terrible message um but I, I i agree with that i think the her like the house was restored because she like it that was what was given to her by the magic was the house being restored right is that what you're kind of saying i'm saying is that like she didn't receive a superpower but like yeah. Her gift is that she's like the glue that holds this family together. She was the only one who was able to realize that there was toxicity in the family and mended them together properly. Yeah. Like, the, house, like the, 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 the magic did it on purpose, basically. To yeah. Like that's like why it. Bruno's prophecy was viewed as bad. Mm-hmm. Like 
the house is going to be destroyed. So Abuela got all crazy and freaky on them. But it's meant to happen to really show Abuela like Mirabelle. To stick it to Abuela. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Kind of. <laughs> a little uh, problematic on the Casitas part. But, uh... <laughs> um, yeah. I th- I'm, I'm very happy that Mirabelle didn't get a gift. Honestly, I would have been fine with no one else getting their gift back. Really? Yeah, I mean, the, that community the, would have fell to shambles. <laughs> no, but the whole the whole message that I was getting before they got their powers back, and I was wondering if they were going to get their powers back. I was fine with the casita coming back. Glad glad the casita came back. I kind of wanted the message to be not wanted the message to be, but like thought the message was going to be like the community is strong enough without you guys all having powers. Like, look, the community is all coming together and no one has powers and everything's fine. And you guys can still help your community without having a superpower. Like you can, you're still special without your superpowers. Mm -hmm. So I thought they weren't going to give anyone their powers back for a second. And then when they did, I was fine with it, but I'm very happy Mirabelle didn't get a power. I I like that. They, they got there because like in the end, like, their powers aren't framed as like a superhero thing. Their powers are framed as like an allegory for like everyone has their own strengths, but you don't need to feel those obligations. Like, like everything is resting on you in Luisa's terms, right? Or you you can't express yourself with that gift the way you want to for Isabella's terms. You know, you know, they're going to be going to her to pick up cows again in a few days. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally, uh, it's literally like the X mansion. This, this freaking uh, <laughs> they're like the X Men. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, I thought that the, I thought it was really. That's why I, the, pr- really the main reasons why I liked it so much, and why I told you my hot take of why I like it better than Moana, <laughs> because I feel like that's the most recent like Disney. And it's, she's not really a princess, but like kind of the most comparable Disney movie that came out recently. Recently, yeah. Everyone loves Moana. And I love Moana too, but it is like a very, you know, we've seen it before. Like the chosen hero, like goes on an adventure, meets like a quippy best friend, has a little animal, like, and just goes on a frolicking adventure and like saves the day, you know, whereas this one, like, yeah, I would have liked, look, I I agree with you. I would have liked maybe some more vignettes with her and the rest of the family. And they could have maybe explained the grandma's like turn to toxicity a little more. But I like that kind of stuff in a kids movie where you tell like this was clearly like someone's like passion project where they really like went for it and they didn't try to like phone it in a little bit. Yeah, I think it was certainly more unique than Moana. Um, I think personally, I think Moana is probably more enjoyable to me. I remember finishing Moana being like, that was a really good movie. I think it might be more enjoyable. I think this one is more unique, has uh, a better overall message. Um, but I did find Moana slightly more enjoyable. I will and say, oh, oh amazing, sorry, jam, amazing jams in Moana, <laughs> amazing jams in this one too, though. That's that's really tough. To maybe we should that could be a versus series. Which uh, soundtrack Ooh. do you like better? Tune in this Saturday on our Instagram for versus series Moana versus Encanto. Yeah, I'm actually not writing Encanto, 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 Encanto. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've um, never taken Spanish in my life. You haven't? What did you take? Italian? No, I took Italian. Yeah, and yeah. and Latin. They're similar. Yeah. Um, I do think that Moana has made, I do really like Mirabelle. I like her and I like Bruno a lot, but I do think maybe Moana has more likable characters like Maui yeah. and, and Moana are like great characters. Um, yeah. I don't know why we're only comparing it to Moana. I've just, that's the first one I thought of because like everyone loves Moana when it first came out. Yeah. Um, 
Kind of both one are better than Frozen. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Frozen's overrated. Um, one that kind of slipped through the cracks is Rye and the Last Dragon that happened and that came out in the spring. I don't even know if you even saw that. I don't even. I, I didn't see it. No. It was good, but very, very big Avatar: The Last Airbender vibes. But Ooh, that means I have to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, off topic, anyway. But I have something off topic. I have a question for you. How jealous do you think Ron Weasley would be? about the fact that she got to follow the butterflies and not follow the spiders. <laughs> I think insanely jealous. <laughs> For those of you not familiar with Harry Potter and that quote I'm referring to, it's in the Chamber of Secrets when Harry and Ron have to go follow the spiders into the woods. And Ron says, follow the spiders. Why couldn't it be follow the butterflies? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I- I'd be fine with following no bugs of any kind. Yeah, no, I'd be fine with that too. She could have not followed the butter. The butterfly was irrelevant. Yeah, it's more of like, how does it connect to Bruno's vision? Yeah, that was like the secondary vision, right? Well, she had to make up with Isabella, and then like saw the butterfly in that yeah. image. I yeah, the hug with Isabella too. Did it really do anything? Or- I think so. I because that's I think that was like the la- like that was the hardest relationship for her to mend because they both like hated each other growing up. Yeah. Which also was another high point because like Isabella is like framed as like this perfect person has a great power. She's like beautiful and like seems like she has no problems in the world, but like she's clearly like resents Mirabelle because like she doesn't have to conform. Yeah. For the same reasons. I thought that was really, I thought that was really powerful too, which is why I wish they went into more of the relationship. I feel like that was a great way. It was a great theme to get across. It was. For sure. She just she just wants to make cactuses sometimes. Cacti. <laughs> Cacti and pollen. <laughs> um yeah, yeah. I, I really hope that this is not one that they make a sequel out of. This is, is a perfect like standalone. Oh, I don't want a sequel. I feel like the issues resolved. Yeah. They don't need to make a second one. Um no. what was I gonna say? Oh, also a theme that I felt like I felt like they is kind of mm, I guess some other movies touch on it, but like you could tell the family all like loves each other, but the, all of the issues of the movie come directly from the family itself, which is interesting. You don't think a lot of times like the, like someone in the family could be like a a main villain, but like it was nice that the whole issue was like the family's internal issues, but they clearly like were all like, no one was a bad person. Like they all really loved each other. Abuela was a little bit of a meanie at times, but I don't know. I, I like that. I You made me think of the other quote that we were choosing for, for quoted episode where Bruno says, my gift wasn't helping the family, but I love my family, which I thought was another powerful moment, which is like, he was ostracized by everyone. Like Abuela like made everyone like hate him and not even speak his name. Like freaking Voldemort, another Harry Potter connection. <laughs> Literally, we don't <laughs> talk about Bruno. But he's like, but I love my family. I'm not going to leave my family, you know. And, you know, some part, part of me thinks that, like, he knew that that prophecy would come to play regardless, like, uh, that he had of Mirabelle. So, like, he knew he needed to stick around to help his family. Um, which, also, tiny little detail for Bruno. If you watch throughout the movie, like, you can catch him, like, creeping around in certain scenes, like, before oh, really? the reveal comes that he's Oh, that's wall. cool. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. I didn't know that. Yeah, and um, in, in the song we don't talk about Bruno when Peppa's doing. Well, by the way, that verse is fire. Her flow is crazy. Um, 
not Peppa, Dolores, the one that can hear the pin drop mm. um, in the background, like while they're dancing, you know, like in the main foyer, you can see Bruno up on the balcony just going like <laughs> this. Oh, really? Oh, that's funny. I have to rewatch that. Yeah. Um, um, fire song. Um, lots of fire songs in this one. Uh, I was going to say something else and I can't remember. Huh. Well, but you before we move on, just uh, what you said is that like you feel like they all love each other, but the problems are still coming from the family. But you don't, you don't think that like I feel like that makes sense. Like when it does make that, sense when the toxicity is that deeply rooted in you, you like need therapy. Like you're kind of in denial. Like this is the family. Like we hold this community together. We can't let it like crumble. Oh no, I I think it it's definitely it definitely makes sense. But I think it was a it was like a new unique situation to find a character. In, in like a Disney movie. I feel like I feel like sometimes like they have a tough relationship. I feel like in Moana, she like runs away. Like they run away a lot in the Disney movies. Mm. And I'm glad it wasn't just like, oh, my family's the worst and they don't understand me. I'm going to run away. Like it dove a little bit deeper into it. But like it didn't make anyone love each other any less. Beautiful. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's another great quote from this movie. What? <laughs> when uh, Mirabelle first sees the vision of the house cracking and then like they all she freaks them all out they all come out and it turns out the house is fine and abuela goes the magic is strong and the drinks are stronger oh yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> um yeah that was good yeah um another last high point for me is surface pressure Luisa's song what a boss she is love her yeah she's literally like a superhero like the part where that she's on the geyser literally carrying her up like superman yeah i just thought that that was like such a cool like music sequence she's dope i yeah. love her everyone in that family needs therapy Every single person. <laughs> very surprising no animal sidekicks in this movie which i mentioned earlier yeah like that's like a given in any disney movie you have like, i know an animal sidekick i was good with none i was perfectly fine with none didn't need it. I feel like Mirabelle, it was very focused around Mirabelle and like you didn't need, she was like talking to everyone in her family. She didn't need her to be like quipping to a side animal. Yeah. The casita was basically like the animal yeah. side. Like she would like. Loved the casita. So cool. Loved it. Yeah. It had that, its own, it had its own personality. It definitely did. That's what was so, like it created some really cool opportunities for animation. Like when all the tiles are like way. Yeah. Up. That was really cool. Really, really yeah. cool. Yeah. I like was so sad when the Casita blew up. <laughs> but they got it back. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, do you want to move on to the report card? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So the Pokemon has report card. Jake and I developed uh, pretty much a way that we've uh, broken down our thoughts when we come to rating movies. Uh, we have six categories. We rate them each out of ten. And then we do a little formula and give a rating out of 100. Uh, and Jake and I both rate each category. And yeah. yeah. I guess if you keep listening, you'll see how it works. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. The, the categories are pacing, visuals, acting, music, story, and heart. So, Jacob, first category, pacing. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go an 8.9 on this one. I feel like it was really good um, at first. So like before I found out that it wasn't going to be like a rollicking adventure, I think the first 
clue that I had where I was like, oh, this is going to be different is when she went to Louisa to find out like what's wrong. And it turned out that like what's wrong is that she was under pressure rather than mm -hmm. like there was this magical item she needed to find or something. And yeah. from, up to that point, I was like, I felt like it was a little slow. Like I was trying to wait for that moment. Like, what is this movie going to be about? And then from there, it was like perfect, the pacing. So I just docked it a little bit for that. I'm going to give it, I'll give it an eight. I feel like there were two points, two things in the movie that were like very important, but I felt like they came and went too quickly. I think the relationship with um, Sister Flower Girl, I think that was kind of resolved quickly, just like in one song. Um, I kind of wish it was a little bit more developed than that, but I guess it would have been a little bit weird but I, I don't know i was expecting that to be like more one of the pillars of like the way things were solved and it kind of wasn't um i also think bruno's like she found bruno he helped her and then that came and went pretty quick also as much as i love bruno i felt like he they like addressed him being in the house and then he gave the vision and then he was kind of out of like the main story i expected him to be more of it so i, I felt like he could have been more involved in like the f final change of everything if okay. that makes sense okay um but otherwise it was good i agree with you i think you're right when once she started like talking to the family about what's going on i was like okay she's it's gonna she might leave and go get bruno but it's gonna be her like talking to each member of the family and yeah. like, putting together what's going on and then it was good from there anyway visuals is the next category this one gets like and this one gets like it honestly i don't like to give things a perfect score but this one gets a 10 i i thought the animation is just absolutely beautiful in this movie yeah i don't know what i would dock it for honestly um there's really nothing wrong with it oh i don't like to give things a 10 i'll give it a 9.8 balance <laughs> like, you out <laughs> i like i like how you phrased that there's really nothing wrong with it <laughs> No, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. I love their rooms. The rooms were so nice. And I love that. I will say, Bruno's room is a little bit anxiety. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> really, really just awful. <laughs> uh, next is acting. Um, I will say the only person who I felt like their voice didn't fit as well is Bruno. I felt like I like John... Luke, I can't even pronounce his last name. I'm sorry. Uh, John Leguizamo. Leguizamo. Uh, I think he has a great voice, but at certain times, I like just wasn't expect his voice wasn't expecting his voice to come out of Bruno, if that makes sense. Yeah, I I kind of thought it fit. I I, I think I was expecting it to be really ominous, so he was just like more silly, which kind of I liked. I think I like that. Maybe it was just the initial, and then after that, because I do—he's one of my favorite characters in the movie. So, but I feel like the voice acting was pretty strong. I'll give it a nine point five. I'll give it a. It's hard with animated movies. It is, yeah, because all—it's pretty much all voice acting. But, but you can tell when there's bad. There's acting. nothing wrong with it. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> no, it was. I mean, it was solid. Um. I'll give it a I'll give it a I'll give it a nine point three. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Next is music. Oh man. 
let me tell you, we got some real bangers in this in this in this movie. As much as like there are other Disney movies where I feel like the entire soundtrack is like banger after banger after banger, like Tarzan. I'll, I could talk about Tarzan forever. Hercules, uh, The Lion King, like those are classics where like every single song is great. And while this one, like we don't talk about Bruno, I think it goes without saying that that's like an absolutely great song. Uh, Surface Pressure, What Else Can I Do? All of it, like they're all really good. I the first one I didn't really like as much. The Welcome Crown to the Link. Family Majigo, yeah. but the others are like real. I feel like we don't talk about Bruno as like number one on the charts. That hasn't happened since. I don't want to say, I don't quote me on this. I feel like it's since Lion King. Since that it became there was a Disney song like know. number one on the Billboard. Um, I'll say nine point three. Oh, that's yeah, lower not, than I thought. 9.5, 9.5, 9.5. Yeah, I feel, I feel like there are definitely bangers in this one. I felt like at times they tried... It's hard to explain. Like, they tried to put in multiple different plots into, like, one song and, like, had two characters sing about two different things at the same time. It was, like, hard to explain. I forget what song. Um, there's one... At one point someone was singing about something and Mirabelle was like continuing to say, to like talk to them about something else. And I was like, there's a little all over the place. The family of magic girls was like, I kind of wish they took a breather with that one and actually were able to, I was able to really understand everyone's powers before. Um, but other than it was bangers. I'll give it a 9.7. Oh, going <laughs> higher than me. Yeah, I feel like the Family Madrigal was like the exposition song, and then every mm-hmm. other song was like really, really good. You know what? I'm gonna go nine point six. So <laughs> crazy how we don't talk about Bruno is not nominated for an Oscar. It's the Dos Orgitas, the song where like you find out why the grandma was being so toxic, like with the flashback with her and the grandpa. It's like the mm. it's like the ballad of the movie. Oh, should be we don't talk about Bruno. It should be. Next category is story. Um, I'm gonna go nine point two. I really like the story for all the reasons mentioned previously. I thought it was different. Uh, while a few things could have been developed a little more, I feel like we covered that when we talked about pacing. Um, I really liked how unique it was and kind of didn't phone it in at all and go for a generic magic story and really went for this unique uh family uh family toxicity story i'll go for i'll go up for a nine i I like the i like the themes a lot but i think we're going to get to that in the heart portion um definitely unique and i like that they didn't give it like a villain um but i have seen movies that i was more invested in the story true true so nine bam take that (laughs) something wrong with it (laughs) next category is heart the final category dun 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 um I think you hit the nail on the head uh, last category where you said like that they really went for the concept like that comes through in the heart um I will go again I think heart also factors into that feeling of like how invested you are. If the heart is really there, then like you like 
get welled up inside. I, I feel like it didn't like well me up inside, but I was really impressed by the heart that was in this movie. It wasn't like that kind of heart movie where I was like, I'm in my feels right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go 9.4. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't, I didn't think of it like that, um, that you don't like. But there's no like cry moment in the movie, which is fine. I don't, I don't really need a cry moment. I think I think it definitely did have heart. Um, the themes it, it got across were super effective, um, super relatable in like multiple different ways. Like anyone could relate to that overall theme, like the like pressure coming from a certain place, whether it be family or whatever. Um, I think that was a, a really new kind of new theme. Um, I guess I guess other movies have tried to tackle, it, but not as effectively as this movie. Um, but yeah, I guess there's no cry moment. No. And like as you said, I think some of the characters weren't as likable. Um, we shook you out of it at, at, a, at a time, at, cer- at a certain point. Um, I'll give it a 9.2. How about that? Take that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The final score is 93%. I'm with Solid. it. I'm with it too. That's like not the, it. Is that the highest? Or, no, Spider-Man No Way Home was the highest. Yeah, I think it was, be, I think that also might have been a ninety-three. Yeah, it might be tied. Yeah, let's let's let's, let's confirm. Also, I remembered what I was going to say, and it's something I've said to you already, Jake. That I have a theory that someone at Disney hates someone named Bruno, and they don't want <laughs> the person named Bruno to either speak or be spoken about because Luca also had Silencio Bruno as like one of its main quotes of the movie and then this has a whole song devoted for not talking about bruno they were like luca didn't get our point across well enough we're not talking about him at all maybe some drama <laughs> maybe there's some drama with someone named bruno, bruno <laughs> in the back of this. I, there must be yeah. oh man well i don't know if i agree with you but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but i can't disagree you can't disprove it <laughs> listen let's talk about the theory there's nothing wrong with it but <laughs> No, that is that is really funny. I didn't think about that at all when then you texted me about it. Like, like when someone, I think the first time someone said like we don't talk about Bruno, I thought they were like referring to Luca, and I was like, that's not really the quote. I was like, I don't think that's the quote, Luca, is it? Imagine, and then I was like, like oh, imagine Encanto didn't exist, and someone's like, I love that quote of Luca. We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> we, we don't yes. talk about Bruno. <laughs> oh yeah, we don't talk. <laughs> well. Um, this has been our review of Encanto. Um, I honestly listen to, we don't talk about Bruno all the time. It's such, such a song. incorporated into one of my playlists. Surface pressures are really like, I could see that on my workout playlist to be honest. Yeah. Pressure like the trip, trip, trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> join the heist. Join the heist.
Thank you.